Okay, today's guest on Leave Your Mark is Christian O'Shea. Christian is a cancer survivor, a mother of a three-year-old boy and a daughter at five years of age. And after her diagnosis of cancer, would go through one year of chemo treatments and undergo surgery to remove her tumor. After that surgery, there was remnants of cancer still in her body. And at the age of 33 and recovering from breast cancer, she decides to have a double mastectomy. Hi there. And welcome. Now it's time for America's favorite podcast. Leave your mark with your host, Vince Cortez. If it's fly, loose fit it. It's Cortez. If freeze and chop is in it. It's Cortez. Leave your mark. It's about inspiring the world. One guess at a time. Pass the word from Brooklyn to Pittsburgh, from urban to suburb. It's Cortez. You heard? And here is our host, Vince Cortez. Christian O'Shea. Christian, she's our guest today, and she's here to share her story of tragedy and triumph. Thank you for coming by today, Christian. We're excited to hear your story. And Thank you for having me. You're welcome. What that felt like emotionally, and run us through what happened. So you touched on it. I was 33 years old. You know, the cancer diagnosis came as a su- complete surprise to me. Um, I had discovered a, a lump in my armpit. Um, and, and I was proactively having it checked. Um, we, I had no, f- uh, family history of breast cancer or any cancer in my family. So I, I really, you know, wasn't expecting it to be that. And especially, um, given my age. Um, so when I did, uh, go to the physician and get a mammogram and, and that was the, um, and then ultimately a biopsy, I was pretty stunned, uh, to, to learn that news, pretty devastated. Now, how are you feeling up to this point? What led you into going? To, was it a routine checkup or you, was something going on that was different that you felt yeah. you needed to check out? Or I was a healthy uh, person with none of the risk factors, um, but I, I literally just discovered kind of a, a lump in my armpit that was a little bit sore. And, and that was what led me to, to go to the doctors. You know, I almost felt like I was being a hypochondriac, but thankfully... I did go to the doctors and by then I was diagnosed with a stage two breast cancer, meaning that it traveled to my lymph nodes. Oh, wow. Yeah. So this is uh, just habitual routine. You're going through your day. You touch yourself in that area. The pain is sharp enough for you to feel like you need to do something about it. Yeah. Okay. Now, what I want to touch on is, is you're a young lady at 33 years of age when this is happening. You got two young children. How were you as far as sharing the news as to the change in life that was going to happen with uh, infant children? I mean, I was scared. It was a definite devastating thing to learn. You know, my biggest concern was to not be there for my children. You know, that was kind of the, the game plan I built around and trying to, and getting through breast cancer was, I had them, they were top of mind the whole time doing anything I could do to get through and be there for them. So then were they informed? I mean, they're awfully young and it's hard to say if the word cancer would mean something like it does to an adult, children that age. Sure. My five-year-old daughter, we did have a bit of discussion. I think my doctors had guided me on how that conversation with my kids, but I tried to just let them know that, you know, physically mommy was going to look a little bit differently. Mommy's sick right now, but I'm in good care. I'm going to be in good care. And, um, you know, 
everything's going to be okay. That's, that was kind of the approach I had with them. My son was a bit younger at the time at three. So I, I'm not sure how much he understood. How much he picked up. Now you're in this mindset here where you have to place yourself in a frame of mind. So after you're done being scared, myself included, when you survive this type of an illness, cancer, there's a sense of, okay, I'm going to do something about it. And your pivot point. So can you kind of share with us when your mind went in that direction and what you decided to do about it? So, yeah, I mean, I definitely did some crying and kind of, you know, hit a rock bottom point initially. But then, like you said, I, I determined that I need to do everything I can to get the best outcome and results. And so one of the things is that I was put in contact with a mentor. She was a, another young female professional female that had recently gone through breast cancer and she had recovered and was on the other side of things. So I spoke with her and I feel like she gave me some of the best advice ever. She said, you need to maintain your routine. So her advice was to continue to work and take care of myself, you know, make sure that I get dressed and and made up every day. She also said to stay off the internet Because it can be, you know, you can read a lot of stories that can kind of send you down a rabbit hole and that doesn't do you any good. And, you know, her advice was also to be as aggressive as I could with my treatment. I was a young, healthy woman otherwise, and and I could really take the most aggressive treatment to to get this out of my body. Now, she was already a survivor herself at that point? Okay, yeah, yeah, it's a great person to lean in on. How long did you know her for? Childhood or... No, I mean, I was put in contact with her, like right around the time of my diagnosis. I didn't know her very well, Um, but then obviously we've kept a, kept a relationship afterwards. Um, That's wonderful. Now, how long then, so the chemo starts, you're diagnosed, you're prepared to go in. What begins to happen in the process? Because obviously the chemo has some pretty ugly side effects on a physical front, uh, mentally, emotionally. There's adjustments to make. Can you kind of share what happened when you were at that point? So I was given a regimen called dose dense, meaning that they were giving me more frequent treatments, but it would shorten the course of my therapy. So I was going every two weeks and, you know, it's a cumulative effect of the chemo. So each dose, you start to get a little sicker and sicker. The way I kind of viewed it was I just had to battle through it. I basically count the calendar days every day. I just check another one, check another one, you know, and I had the ultimate end goal of the end of the cancer treatment circled. And I just did everything I could to get to that date. Now, during that process, because chemo, it's really just zaps all of your energy and it, it'll tie into other areas of your mind drifting. Now, uh, as far as an emotional support, were you heavily spiritual about it or was there a lot of family around you what were some of the components that kind of helped walk you through the process I mean I definitely had phenomenal family support you know my parents did everything they could to you know ensure that I had the best care possible did everything we could to make sure I looked physically as well as I can and any support I needed with helping to manage the kids yeah. So you were pretty much able to focus on what was going on because of the help around you. For sure. Now, when you're going through this, is there any sort of, am I not going to be able to make it through this? Or are you solid in your thinking and your feeling about being able to heal? Because I think every cancer patient, it's kind of like 
that sense of thin ice, like this is good news for now, but I'm so used to bad news. When's the bad news coming back kind of thing? And you play with your own head. It's a very tough psychological situation because you were vulnerable once. You had enough fear for this cancer to begin and occur in your body. What were some of the things that you used to get through it on a mental front? I mean, I felt like I didn't have a choice but to get through it. Like I needed to be here for my children. And so that mindset, I think, helped to keep me positive and doing everything I could do. I also looked at little wins, for instance, midway through my treatment. My treatment was called neoadjuvant, meaning that they wanted to give me the chemo first and to see if my tumors responded. So I went to that mid-appointment, midway through my treatment, and I actually had a complete result where my tumors had shrunk. So, you know, that news like that kept me going. That oh, was yeah. I like the idea of the little wins because it seems like when you're going through your process, it really is that. It's, it begins to lean in one direction and starts going there. If it should slow down or a bit of a relapse, that goes in a process as well. You are listening to Leave Your Mark with your host, Vince Cortez. Leave Your Mark, inspiring the world, one guess at a time. How did you manage the physical changes with the children? Your chemo, you lost your hair, I'm assuming? I did, um, yes. How much weight did you lose? The experience is a lot of times cancer patients don't want to look in a mirror because the visual is just emotionally devastating because you don't recognize the person in the mirror. So That's a perfect way to describe it. There's, there's a lot going on there mentally. So like, how did you manage that part of the process? I did lose my hair. I lost probably about 10 pounds, which is kind of a significant amount of weight on my body. I did not look very good. But for my kids, and even with my job, which is a job where I'm in sales and you're in seeing people live, I did my best to put a brave front on every day. I fixed myself up as best as possible and just really tried to appear as healthy as possible, regardless of how I felt inside. But it was truly a year time period where I did not feel like myself. And it almost feels like a portion of time lapse or something yeah, getting the, through it. The time stood still kind of thing. Do you recover from this? How long was your a window of when you found out you began treatment and started fighting back to the point that you're put in a remission status? You're considered by the doctors you're, that you're healed. So I was diagnosed probably a month later. I started into the chemotherapy. That went about four months. And then I did a surgery. All of that was about a year recovery. In terms of remission, I don't think that they really truly consider you into remission until you're about five years out. But again, when we speak of those little wins, you know, when I hit a year, that was a win. And my checkups got less frequent. When I hit two years, you know, the appointments got less frequent. So... So now how many years removed are this from this experience? Was there something else that went on as you were recovering? How many years has it been now? It's been 12 years now. Wow. Yes. <laughs> you're 12 years recovered. So you're a true success story. You have a new life. Um, yes. So you said you had a surgery. The chemo shrunk the tumor. And what was your surgery post-chemo? So it was a surgery I had an option of, but I chose to do a bilateral mastectomy, you know, with a reconstruction. I guess my mindset was that 
kind of feel like, felt like my body had failed me at that point in time in that area. And I just wanted to clear it out and, and just start fresh. And again, just kind of thinking through that best outcome as possible. That was kind of my mindset. You're cleansing your body. Yes. Yeah, so this is an area that's not to your liking or could be a Correct. source of, yeah I agree with you that's a tough decision to make it was because I was young and you know it's yeah it was yeah. a big decision yeah, but I, I don't regret it so this comes then in the back half of going through this process if you have a story to share tell us how are you going to leave your mark contact us leave your mark with our host Vince Cortez be our guest your process of finding out to the bilateral mastectomy was how long? Oh, no, I did that probably six months after being diagnosed. Oh, wow. So it was during the process of just yeah. finishing chemo or being in the middle of chemo? It was post-chemo, but like almost right after. Wow. Okay, so you were on a roll. You had momentum and, and courage. That's, oh, thank a you. A lot of courage. I wanted to speed it up. I mean, I just... You know, once I accepted the diagnosis and, you know, I couldn't move fast enough to just just start executing on it. Now, as far as anything in the way of your diet, you are moving forward here. Is there anything other than just getting back to work that happened to you that proved that you were a new person with a new life and you're moving forward? Your kids now had grown quite a bit. Yes. Kind of bring us up to date where you are now. I mean, I think a couple things I think I took from the experience is, first of all, I definitely did not want cancer to define me. And I wanted to kind of just, you know, grow from it, pull positive experiences because there were, believe it or not, and grow stronger from it. And so I've definitely, you know, that played out later in my life into where I am now. And professionally, I really didn't have much of a break. I mean, I worked through the process. um, And I think I had a lot of respect from my customers and my coworkers. And, you know, people just really wanted to see me do well. It's interesting when you're a fighter, when you have cancer, how people like to line up behind somebody with a strong spirit. Yeah. And provide that support. It's really nice in that time to find out you have more friends than you thought you did. So true. (laughs) individual you weren't so sure about that's that's telling you they're praying for you or they're making some sort of motion towards your betterment it's very encouraging they have no idea how much that helps a cancer patient so first of all i want to thank you for coming by and sharing your story being this far in recovery so some of it probably feels and i think we've talked on this before we start recording was uh it felt like a blur you know, there's a portion of this, your mind is checked out, you're not experiencing that energy flowing through your body, and the ability to really have life and feel how precious it is. Where what I'd like to know is, is what would you distinguish as leaving your mark in this world for your family and friends and the people that know you that made your situation turn into the life you now have? I just think that the lesson I learned from going through this experience was it really was probably the biggest fear, you know, I could ever face. Um, but you face it and you get through it and you come out stronger. And and I can't tell you how many times I've had that thought going forward where things that I would have never tried in the past that I'm not afraid to really try anything now, you know? So, I mean, I definitely pulled that experience and then I definitely think it caused me to reprioritize 
a lot of things in life. I mean, you realize, you know, life is precious and you have to do what you can while you're here. When you mentioned the part about where you just felt like it was all you have, it's kind of funny because in that moment, the clarity of I really just have one thing to focus on is probably the best thing that can happen to us. And we don't really know that. And your sense of urgency because you wanted to heal and the combination of the two really plays in to be a vital ingredient in that healing and getting through it. So this is fantastic, Christian. I'm so happy for you. You look great. You sound great. And I'm really, really happy for you that this is how your life has turned out. Because, you know, in these moments and going through all that, we just don't know what's going to be on the other side for us. And uh, you you showed an incredible amount of courage to do this. Thank you again. We'd be more than happy to put some contact out there so you could be reached in some form or another if you're all right with that. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. It's, It's an honor talking with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Leave Your Mark today. Tune into our next episode of Leave Your Mark with Vince Cortez. Be blessed. You just left your mark. Thanks for listening. listening. Listen to more episodes on demand. Just click leave your mark with Vince Cortez.